Well, we know NRL CEOs have to deal with issues all the time. I reckon Blake Solly, the boss of the Rabbitohs, is happy he's not in charge of Oklahoma City Thunder this weekend. How are you, Blake? Good, thanks, Breeny. Yeah, very happy to be in our off-season and not running the Oklahoma City Thunder at the moment, I've got to say. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, the off-season, South Sydney, we're really happy that you've joined us today, actually, and thanks so much for your time. But uh, it's been an interesting off-season for South Sydney. Obviously, the early exit was, was a bit of a drama, um, you know, Latrell's always in the news somewhere. You've got new recruits coming in. There were court cases you had to deal with. There was a new jersey. I don't even know where to start, Blake. An off-season for an NRL CEO isn't really one. No, it's actually a quite a busy period. You don't have the roller coaster of uh, the matches to deal with, but it's still busy. You've got to get um, everyone ready to climb the mountain in some ways. So we have to... Um, get all our commercial sales and all our membership sales on, on, on sale and done. And then um, clearly for, from an on-field point of view, the players are all back and preparing um, for their um, season to come. And they'll tell you better than anyone how difficult the pre-season is and how tough it is and uh, how much time they spend on the training paddock and the gym to make sure they're ready to go for round one. Uh, Blake, I wanted to ask you about Las Vegas, uh, the club's plans. What do you expect over there? And where you'll be based, which I understand maybe in uh, San Diego for most of the week. Yeah, that's right. I think we're going to do our um, training camp in San Diego. Brock Schaefer, our chief operating officer, is in the US at the moment, um, kicking the tyres on um, Vegas and San Diego. But we're likely to do a training camp in San Diego before heading to Vegas on the Wednesday um, before the game on the Saturday. And then we'll be based in Vegas until... Uh, the game against Manly on the Saturday and then back out there um, pretty soon after the game's finished. Uh, Blake reports this morning that it will be covered by Fox Sports, so it will be a mass-viewed game of rugby league, which is extraordinary for our code. It is. It's credit to Peter and Andrew that they've got that deal done. It didn't make a lot of sense to go and play a game in the USA and play a game in Vegas unless we were able to maximise the publicity opportunity of it, and that's what... Uh, Peter and Andrew have always said this is about trying to grow the game in the USA. I don't think anyone thinks that um, we'll play two games over there, get on Fox Sports, and every American will be following an NRL team. It's going to be a, a bit of a longer battle than that. But at the same time, to start with Fox Sports 1 coverage for two games um, to start the season is a huge result for them, and the NRL deserve a huge amount of credit for getting that, and then it's for us to build off it. Yeah, well, they're lucky, I suppose, because um, your rivals, I suppose, on the day... The Broncos are heavily supported by Lachlan Murdoch. It's a funny ownership structure, the Brisbane Broncos, just to fill people in. It's a publicly listed company, and the controlling company of those public shares is News Corporation, and therefore Lachlan's the controlling owner of the Brisbane Broncos, and they have the Fox network and and everything. I, I, I suppose the thing is... Would any money change hands for it to be on Fox or is Lachlan doing it as a favour? I reckon he'd be doing it as a favour. Yeah, I think um, Fox have always been the um, broadcasters of the NRL in the USA, but we probably haven't had an opportunity to be on prime time over there because of the time differences. So it's great that if um, Lachlan and and the guys at, at Fox here have been able to engineer us being on prime time on Fox 1 over there when we take the game over there that's a great result for us and whoever the ownership is who's led that um, they deserve a huge amount of credit because you know our, we've got we've got owners ourselves we've got some pretty heavy interest in the USA and they're always keen to grow the the game over there and particularly grow the Rabbitohs over there so it's just great that we're going to be on Fox Sports 1 and it's a huge opportunity for the sport to put its best foot forward yeah well R- Rusty's tried it before he took a Rabbitohs game over there 
Blake, you know what stuns me about the whole Las Vegas thing? And, and you know, you're the CEO of a company and money's tight and we know that. Is the expense of it. Like, all the teams have sent people over beforehand, as you said. Was it your chief operating officers over there at the moment or to scouting grounds and... Like, to transport all those people, like, how many people will South Sydney take, let alone the other three teams? There's a lot of money on the line here. There is. It's a huge investment by the game. Um, each club is taking, um, I think, 22 players and 13 staff across. Um, wow. A of, yeah, a number of us has also got um, some sponsors heading across as part of corporate partnerships with it. So it, it is a huge undertaking. And Peter's always said that he believes if we can um, corner some of the broadcast and potentially some of the wagering market over there, um, this will be an investment well worth making. So um, anyone who knows Peter knows that he doesn't get too many things wrong. So um, it seems like it's a great opportunity for us. And if we can execute it properly, I'm sure that Americans will fall in love with the game or a selection of Americans will fall in love with the game. It's got everything they like. It's got fast ball movement. It's got um, physical collisions and it's got personalities. Now, Blake, <clears throat> your major off-season recruit, Jack Whiten, turned up for training for the first time Last week, uh, run us through you know, how you signed him, what do you expect from him, and how much enthusiasm he's brought to the club already. Yeah, I mean, clearly Jack had a story career in Canberra, and um, I, he was looking for a bit of a change and probably a, a change of scene. Um, and we were fortunate enough to be the club that picked him up. Um, I think Jack will bring a huge amount of competitive to us. Anyone who's seen him play or, or, or knows him will know that he's a fierce competitor, and then also. He's got huge big game experience. He's done it all really in the game. He's won a Dalian medal. He's won a Clive Churchill medal. He's played in grand finals, origins and World Cup. So he'll bring a lot of experience and also the fact that he's retired from uh, rep football will give us a bit of versatility and some cover um, over the rep season. That was probably one area when we reviewed our season, we didn't manage that origin period as well as we could have. Uh, And I think that having Jack there, who's not going to play any rep footy and can cover a number of positions and do them very well, um, that'll be a big help for us when it comes to the origin period. Yeah, I think you're right, Blake. The origin period catches one or two teams out every year and it's never the same team. Like, I think last year, uh, 2022, the Broncos, you completely smashed them. This year, they got it right. Other years, the Rabbitohs have handled it well. This year, it just happens. Hey, you know what I reckon the best thing I've seen all off-season is? I'm, I'm dead set serious about this. The best number one image I've seen the new jersey you've come up with, Blake, which is an old jersey, an old style, New Jersey old style, just the good old-fashioned red and green hoops. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was something that we've been um, trying to do for a few years now, and uh, Lexi Baker at the NRL was wonderful in dealing with us to make it happen, and um, we're really proud of it. It's a jersey that's synonymous with a number of premierships that the club's um, won, and also a number of our great players and a lot of history, and I think we're a club, um, more so than most clubs in the NRL, who want to honour that history and and also create a a brand new history in it. So um, we've finally got the approval to go back to the full hoops and um, the feedback from both our members and our fans and the players and everyone around the club has been tremendous. And in some ways, the sponsors have come to the party as well because they've sort of made their branding very clean and it's a... That's a really good-looking jersey, and hopefully we can have some success in it next season. Now, Blake, with the jersey, with uh, Vegas, Whiten, it's certainly exciting times at Red Firm. However, uh, the club and the game lost one of its greats last week, Paul Sait, sadly passing away. He'd had a long battle with dementia. Uh, it was a very sad day for the club. Yeah, it was. Paul was one of the great players in our club. In some ways, um, maybe didn't get the attention um, that his career and that his success deserved because he played in such a wonderful team with 
um, Ron and Bobby and, and John Sattler and all those guys. So, um, but everyone who knew Paul knew what he contributed on the field and also what a lovely man he was offered. And it was a very sad um, day for the club and a sad day for the Sate family. But um, he'll stand the test of time. I think in the club's history, he was in our um, Legends team or our team of the century back in 2008. And uh, I think everyone who knew him will remember him very fondly and he'll always be remembered for what he did on the field. And as I said, the great gentleman he was offered. Uh, now, Blake, Paul has texted in while this interview's unfolded. Can you please ask Blake why Souths do not have Sunday home games again this year? We have other than Vegas one all year, and that is in Canberra. Uh, also, the last 10 years, roughly one a year. Yeah, it's, a, it's probably not a question I can answer because um, it's the NRL and the broadcasters who schedule the season, and um, we'd love to play more Sunday afternoon football, but... I suppose one of the success stories of the club is how popular we are on the TV. Uh, so um, Channel 9 and Fox want us to be in those primetime slots on Thursdays and Fridays and sometimes on Saturday nights. So we don't get too many Sunday afternoons, which means we tend to cycle through the Thursday and the Friday. And then um, probably one of the other things that the NRA will tell you is if you play a lot of the Thursdays and Fridays, you don't get Sundays because they're mindful of giving teams five-day turnarounds. So um, us, Brisbane, um, probably the Roosters tend to play a lot of Thursdays and Fridays and not many Sundays. And Unfortunately, that's just how it works for us. Hey, Blake, just talking about, you know, Sunday footy and stuff like that. Look, in a perfect world, we'd all live one block from a stadium and our favourite team would play there every Sunday for all 26 rounds, but it doesn't happen. Talking about stadiums, though, how south sat? Like you've of the Olympic Stadium, Allianz, where's that whole situation at at the moment? Yeah, we've been pretty clear for a long period of time that the government needs to make a decision on what it wants the core stadium to be. I think there's been uh, five or six different stadium strategies across any number of New South Wales governments in the last 12 years and uh, every time a core stadium has been promised investment that never arrives. So we've been happy to commit our content and play home games at a core stadium. It's popular with our members but at the same time we can't have the facilities falling behind what people are experiencing either at Combank Stadium or now the new Allianz Stadium or outside the state. So we're really asking for the state government to tell us what they want a core stadium to be and if they've got no appetite to invest in it and, and make it the stadium that it needs to be in the future, well, we should have the ability to choose another stadium within the venues New South Wales network and, and play there. So um, that's our, that's been our consistent position for a long period of time uh, and it's one we're going to stick to. I, I think, just let me, let me just make a comment there, Bulldog. I think Blake's... Blake and South Sydney are 100% correct here and have a 100% right to have that attitude and to ask questions because you've got this brand new facility that's built for the corporates and everything. The Olympic Stadium's not built for rugby league. We don't have to get into the whole debate, but the way you're going about it, Blake, is 100% correct. You can say to the state government, hey, you know, it's a bit like I signed a deal to buy a Lexus and in the end, you gave me a second-hand Corolla. Where's the Lexus? Am I making and, and sense? Absolutely. And we're not saying to the government you must invest in it. We understand that economic circumstances They don't change, have to. Spending, spending yeah. priorities change, but they've just got to deliver, I think, a, a final verdict on it. And um, if you think, I think it was when Graham Annesley uh, was the New South Wales Sports Minister back in 2011 when the first stadium strategy was um, considered and arrived at and it always had investment in a core stadium and every strategy up until COVID hit in 2020 was going to invest in a core stadium and refurbish it and make it better for rugby league and particularly better for week in week out club rugby league and that's never arrived 
we can't do anything about that. That's the state government. They've got a lot of priorities on their plate, but they just need to make a final decision and then um, give us that authority or the approval to move to another stadium in the network where the facilities are better and probably going to be invested in. Uh, James from Merriweather that texts in Blake saying, credit to South Sydney going back to their full hoop jersey. A great move that will prove very popular. But the question I want to ask you, your golf game, Blake, I have spies everywhere and there's a suggestion that it's actually going backwards. Are you considering quitting golf through a general lack of ability in posting a decent score? No, no. In fact, uh, it's slightly improved. Not that I'll be expecting to be uh, playing on the PJ Tour anytime soon, but we've taken a few strokes off the handicap in recent weeks, which has been good. So, what are we down to? Uh, 18. So That's still a fair bad, bit yeah. of work to do. Fair bit of work to do, but um, it's just a great game. And anyone, I suppose, who's addicted to it, like uh, like some of us at the Rabbitohs are, will understand that even when you're playing terrible, you can't uh, you can't get enough of it. And we've got a few. Um, players who love the game, a few sponsors and uh, a few of the staff as well. So any opportunity we get out to have a hit, um, we generally take it. Do you get cranky at a three-putt or a, a slice? Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I could probably try online and say no. But um, no, no, when uh, when things aren't going right, I'm, I'm not a uh, – I get a bit cranky on the course, yeah. Where do you play, Blake? What's the home course? Uh, the home course for me is the coast, um, which has got a pretty heavy Rabbitohs contingent down there at Little Bay. So, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah, great great course, um, nice public course, good uh, good atmosphere in the clubhouse afterwards. It and, is good. Um, yeah, there's a few of us at the club who are members there uh, and always try and get out uh, when we can to have a hit. I'll have to, come, I'll have to come with you when the members have got the slots because if you turn up there as a member of the public then five and a half hours later you'll get through your round. It's that popular. It's, it's a great joint though, Blake. Well, it's got one of the best views in Sydney, right? So oh. um, not only is it, is it a nice course, but every tee box you can see the ocean and uh, it's just a, a wonderful place to play and a good place to have a beer afterwards in the clubhouse. Great stuff. Hey, Blake Solly, thanks so much for spending time with us on a Sunday. No, thank you. And it's great to be on the show and uh, always listen. So uh, enjoy the rest of the, the show today.